can drive him around at two in the morning trying to find an open liquor store. Oh, dude, you can't say that. <laughs> it's the Pufflet Podcast! Pufflet Podcast! Pufflet Podcast! What is up, people? This is the Pup Fresh Podcast, and I am Jay Webb. I'm Dan, and this we're here to talk about some stuff. Oh man, two weeks off again? Two weeks off again? God, can we get consistent? Or, probably. Yeah, but eh. probably not. You know what it is? It's that not enough goes on. True. Like, what am I going to do? Recite music news to the to the people, to the listeners of this? Yeah, but it's like they can go to the website for that. This isn't more. Of a podcast to tell people about news, it's more to talk about like serious things. Well, kind of, but like I could insert my opinion into like new songs and things like that. But then it's like I'm just a music reviewer at that point. And I don't want to be that. True. You could do the same thing, but I don't. I don't have enough opinions. I do about certain things, but not enough to like. Oh, guess what? A new so and so song came out. It's good. Listen to it. Like that would be the whole thing, and then you guys would be either feel validated in liking it or be mad at me for hating it. All right, am I gonna come on here and say, "Oh, it's cool that Bring Me the Horizon debuted at number two. Sure, shit sounds like Shine Down. Don't know what the hype's about." Like, no, I'm not. That's not. That's not. You guys aren't gonna like that, or girls aren't gonna like that. No matter how true it is. No, no matter. No matter if they sound like they are trapped or uh, eighty foot crutch or mod like new slipknot or whatever the hell like it's like top 40 alternative music mm-hmm. and that's all it is and everyone's like oh my god it's so good it's like cool like i i'll go listen to limbiscuit if i want to feel like a dad like okay i don't need ollie sykes and that guy can't speak of ollie sykes by the way and this is the worst tangent ever going on do you see that he was in an interview telling everybody that they needed to try drugs Shut the f- Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's like, yeah, you know, like, I don't really have any regrets. I think everybody should try drugs, even though they're not good, just to have that experience. I think it was, like, acid that he said everybody needs to try. What? Yeah. Acid is not a drug that everyone should try. (laughs) It's like, okay, if you want to say pot, I get that. Myself, I'm straight edge, never done pot. But if people want to try it, that's great. If people want to try, you know, beer... Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. You know, like those things are like two seconds away from being legal. They're not very harmful. Drinking's more so than we, but like acid's one of the most harmful drugs you can do. Hey, kids, you know, I know that I'm a really successful dad rocker now, so go out there and try heroin. I'm Ollie Sykes. Yeah, wow. I can't believe. No, I can, but that's so. It's weird. It's messed up. I don't know why I'm talking about Bring Me the Horizon. They're definitely not like my thing. And I'm bashing on them, and I know a lot of people like them. So why don't we um, change the topic, perhaps? To s- someone that people like less well, that we can bash? Well, you know, I don't know if I can get any any more hatred than uh, good old Brian Stars. All right, now, I know that we are late to this by two weeks. I apologize. First of all, want to say what you've been doing two, the last two weeks before we talk about Brian Stars? Yeah, the last two weeks I've just been working, you know, doing my thing with that. Literally, all you do. Most of the stuff that I do is working. You're killing it. J-Web manages a bar, restaurant. Yep, there you go. Two. It's a a dual effort. I I know of it more of a bar because it's like where classy people go to get cocktails or like where Andre Drummond goes to pop bottles yeah. fight with a dj or something yeah, like wherever he wants yeah like the detroit pistons hang out at j webb's 
place of employment and he always tells me but i'm too intimidated to go up there <laughs> despite being the biggest pistons fan in the world but uh is that all you did J-Web? i went to uh, one show i thought i went to more but i just went to one which was awesome i saw melanie martinez yep she killed it i, I believe if, it if anyone has been paying attention to her that there's probably not too much crossover between pup fresh podcast listeners and the melanie martinez kind of creepy pop music but check it out yeah she just put out a killer album she put out her first album what's it what's she like because you've told me to listen to her but i'm like and eh, j-wop you know how hard it is to get me into new music it's very hard for me to compare but it's in the vein of like a lord kind of mm. deal okay with a creepier i don't want to say creepier but like a more serious like the nightmare inventive. like the nightmare before christmas and lord had like a spinoff series yeah in a way she has a lot of tim burton soundtrack influences that's cool in her music and she like makes it's like hot topic horror or <laughs> no like the well, the poppiest hot topic will get well i guess that's a stretch these days but right no yeah in a way but yeah whatever it's that's kind of like devalidating a lot of what she's built as a brand but which i'm not trying to do i haven't listened to her i'm sure no, she's great and i trust your judgment she is great well, why don't I talk about what I've been doing the last yeah, dude, two weeks? What have you been up to? Well, almost, well, exactly two weeks ago, I saw the president of the United States speak at my community college because, you know, going to community college is something that everybody wants, should they should do if they want to see the president speak. And I had a great time doing that. Like, how many chances do you get to see the president of the United States speak and despite all of the hatred and everything, I actually like Barack Obama. So it was a good time for me. And I, you know, he wants to give money towards community college and do some like programs with that. That's great. And just in terms of like furthering the education system in America, I think that that's not a bad thing. And I don't know. I saw the president. That's, that's huge. That is like, huge. I don't know. It, it, like, okay. If I would go see George Bush, if he was in like, at my, you know what I mean? Like, while he was president, I would go see him. Right. Like, not now. Like, if Obama came, like, three years from now and was speaking, I'd be like, eh, whatever. But I saw the most, like, powerful person in the universe, like, yeah. 10 feet in front of me. Exactly. Like, that's the, that's, that's which, a cool thing. you know, I have seen CM Punk live too. So it's like, uh, you know, mm. maybe I've seen like the one and two. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then, um, after that, <clears throat> probably, uh, more important. I guess is I saw my sister get married, which yeah, that was pretty you know it's a pretty big deal. Like yo, I saw the president and it was like whoa, and then I saw my sister get married and I'm like, eh, did the president overshadow this? <laughs> nah, it didn't. No, I had a great time. I saw my sister get married. I I think it's like the first time I've ever felt truly happy for somebody that isn't myself. You know, so that's like a big step for me. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge step. I was in the wedding too. What? Yeah, man. I was on a party bus. I took pictures downtown in Detroit. There you go. Yeah. Popping bottles of Diet Just Coke. Popping and then pouring for yeah, other people. Yeah, other people. Other <laughs> people. Like, hey, I popped this bottle for you. Here you go. And then I ate like a, three, four bags of bugles. Is that like the party food on the bus? <laughs> there was, for whatever reason, a bag of bugles there. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went to town. Um, during cocktail hour at this wedding, uh, we watched Rocky. So I refer to it, I refer to it as Rocktail Hour. And <laughs> nobody, nobody thought it was as funny as I did. But no, it was great. Beautiful wedding. My sister's, and she's beautiful. Her husband's fucking great looking. Like, dude, they're perfect couple. 
I look at it and I'm like, damn, like shit. Anything I do from now, I'm just gonna be like, man, well, Dan got married. You know what I mean? Now goes her wedding. No, seriously, this was like the most extra- extravagant event. Not even just wedding event that I've ever been to. How was the food? It was good. Filet, filet mignon. Yeah. Damn. Oh yeah. The best, man. It was at the Colony Club downtown. Google that shit. I know. I know. I've, oh, you've been. I've not been. But you've I heard know of it. That it's yeah. It's real nice. Yeah. It's real nice. And then I, after that, uh, week went by, and then I went and saw Twenty One Pilots. So, do I need to explain how good Twenty One Pilots is? Probably not. Does everybody know how good Twenty One Pilots is already? They should. They're the best in terms of live band. Ah. Oh. Although the the wedding band at my sister's wedding was good, pretty the uh, Jerry Ross band, I believe they're great. Either way, I saw Twenty One Pilots. I couldn't believe like how much they've upped their performance because they've been so good for so long. But now they actually have more material. Mm-hmm. It was like it was a, an experience because it was Vessel. You're like, okay, they're just gonna play Vessel, like whatever. They get blurry face involved, which to me is a million times better but i'm you know a late to the party 21 pilots fan <laughs> so i'm gonna feel that way like they open with heavy dirty soul and i saw them do that on uh the vmas was it mm, a little bit yeah like they, yeah. they play in it i just kind of felt like eh. and even their performance they were on seth meyers recently i even thought that that was kind of booty and like so i was like eh, are they, like are they just not into it and then like I watched that whole live stream from was it Lollapalooza? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, this is cool. But like, seeing it and feeling it, like, dude, that song in particular stood out to me because they just went out and it was like, it it looked like something out of an E True Hollywood story from thirty years from now about like this most successful band ever. Mm-hmm. And like, I felt like I was part of that like right like growth movement type thing, and. The rest of the set was great, don't get me wrong, but that song in particular, like, I just felt like, despite what everybody said about 21 Pilots' growth over the years, about how they're, like, there and huge and everything, I just felt like that, they they arrived in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, like, they are here. Like, they're huge. Right. They've, like, I don't know, their growth as a band has just been something that everyone's kind of gone behind. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, where are they playing next? They're gonna go to do an amphitheater tour, like well, a that's bigger where, one. Yeah, like that's where they're playing. The the Michigan date was one of the biggest dates in the tour. Was it? Yeah. Okay. I I was kind of mad at the venue because yeah. I was given a photo pass by like I, I got a photo pass. I was gonna actually do photography at the show for the first time in like years because I don't do photos anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the venue had this like policy about if you're gonna take pictures, you have to be escorted out of the venue despite having a ticket. Um. And, like, my car was, like, fucking two miles away, and, like, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't about that. And then, I, also, if I had my camera, I had to, like, sit at this isolated picnic table and not even watch the show, because professional cameras aren't allowed in the amphitheater. So, it was, like, take pictures of three songs and not see the rest of the set, or take pictures of three songs. So, I was like, fuck it, I'll just go watch them. Mm-hmm. So, like, the venue itself is, like, this huge, like, all serious, like, I didn't like it. I would rather see them at, like... Even like a sports like indoor arena, like a like a basketball arena, like mm-hmm. hockey arena. I would have preferred that over like outdoor amphitheater. Plus, it's like September, so it was a little bit chilly. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know, but it was it was so good. And uh, 
the you know tyler always climbs on something Mm -hmm. at some point the thing that he climbed on was like right next to me despite me being a little bit further away Mm -hmm. so i had a really good view for like 30 seconds it was real cool it was cool yeah that's crazy their hometown show they did play what they play? They played a basketball arena. Oh, did they? Yeah. Well, like the Q, Quicken Loans Arena, or what? No, or no, that's Cleveland. Okay, so they were at that university, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. They played some medleys off of Vessel, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is stupid." Get the fuck out of here with that. You have a blurry face. Yeah, and meanwhile, like their fans, who I just got to say this, and if you're a Twenty One Pilots fan and you're real into them, I applaud you. That's great that you're part of like their culture. I don't fucking get it. Like, you're painting your face. You're dressing up like Tyler. Like, all the red beanies. Mm-hmm. All the people that painted their bodies. All the people that painted skeletons on their face. Like, that's cool. But you're kind of a juggalo. And yeah. you kind of just got it. Like, it, <laughs> it's like juggalos in denial, I feel like. Which right. is cool. Like, that's cool. You're part of a fan base. You're part of a community. But it's, I feel, I, I thought 21 Pilots fans were, like, not juggalos. <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. Weird. I'm joking. I I am. But still, you guys are. I mean, you guys are kind of juggalos. I get it. It's cool. But like, if if you're not aware of that, take a deep breath. Admit it. The first. You're step. down with the clown. To you're dead in the ground. <laughs> it's whatever. You know. It's cool. Like that's fine. Whoop whoop. Like yeah. that's all that's missing. Fucking magnets, man. Yeah. I don't know how they work, so. But I sure shit love blurry face. So, why don't we change topics? Yeah, let's yeah, do because that. that was a long time. Uh, going back to Brian Stars. Last podcast, I was like kind of defending him and kind of like, yeah, you know, the guy deserves his success. He's big, whatever. And I was biting my tongue all the way through it. And I just feel like I need to be honest about it because why not be fucking malicious now? Because this dude is, he just, he, I'm sick of like trying to like play nice, whatever. I need to be honest. He's a fucking creepo. And not that he did anything in particular recently, but uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was this Twitter interaction between himself and this guy named Mitch, who goes under the moniker Flat Sound, which is like a music project. But he spoke up on Twitter about Brian and brought a lot of points to life that I feel like I've been trying to subtly get at. But it's good that we now can finally, I don't know be a little bit more honest and open about it because why do i need to like applaud brian's success when i think that it's built on a bunch of fucking shit there's no reason to and the fact of the matter is the point that mitch made is that uh brian is nothing more than just like a queer baiting hypersexual adult whose whole thing is that he's going towards like a teenage young market and that type of behavior isn't appropriate and mm. it all started out because of did you see that tweet that uh this <laughs> this one uh girl tweeted it and it was a side by side screen cap this it was a screen cap of a tweet that Brian said and the tweet said my parents believe that I'm the only teenager that is lazy stays up late has a messy room lives on their laptop and is constantly texting and then there was a screen cap next to it of a Google image search that said, how old is Brian stars? And it says, Brian Odell, age 25. Like dog, you stopped being a teenager more than half a decade ago. Why are you tweeting like you're a teenager? Why are you trying to, I don't know, bring on this again, hypersexual mindset. And the queer baiting aspect of it is the fact that Brian has, if he is, um, 
gay he's yet to come out of the closet but he still does things that are very trying to appear to be gay with his uh youtuber friends in order to get people to either pay attention or you know like that's the form of entertainment and i've talked about that before about how homosexuality is typically the punchline of all of his humor and that's just not acceptable ever and so mitch went on this rant that i 100 can get behind and uh he was he was talking about Brian's uh, ways and the way that he like pretty much what I just explained. But his tweets, if you go back uh, at Mitch Welling, you could uh, find them all. And it, it just seems like everything that he said, Brian didn't respond to. It doesn't seem that way. That's a fact. It's that he tweeted about it and said, Brian, you're 26 years old. And all Brian defended was he said, I'm not 26, I'm 25. And then going back and looking at his replies to fans at the time, all he was saying in defense was, I'm 25, not 26, lol, this guy doesn't know anything, he can't even get my age right. Which, it was just trying to like defer away from the bigger picture. I'm still sifting through all of this. I saw like a little bit of it, but Jesus, this is way more than... And did you see the uh, email that, that Mitch got sent by Brian? I did. Oh man, I did. pull that up. I... I I can't believe, first of all, Mitch, if you're listening to this, what's up, man? I'd love to have you on the podcast sometime. Love what you're doing. Uh, we we just need to discuss, like, like how Brian is inappropriate and targeted towards a lot of young girls. I understand the argument's going to be like, yo, we need to stop being too politically correct these days. I'm hearing a lot of that. And I think that in the YouTube community especially, and I'm not accusing Brian of doing anything with underage fans because he hasn't. And so it creates this culture, though, of all these younger people viewing that sort of sexual behavior and thinking that it's appropriate. And maybe I'm starting to sound like these these parents that are like, oh, you can't be watching these TV shows. You can't be doing this because you're influencing them in a different way. We went, we, we had the conversation about how fan bases are these days and how they latch onto everything that like a celebrity figure says. So there's a difference between watching like a TV show and being influenced and listening to like a YouTuber who you strongly look up to and being influenced and just, you know, him doing that is saying that this is okay. And like, while I'm all about expression in all different forms and I don't like censorship, I think that Brian has his platform within this community that needs somebody to be a leader and needs somebody to kind of mold the minds and, and change how everything has been for so long. And he's doing nothing but contributing to the problem of sexual misconduct between YouTubers and fans, between bands and fans, etc. So, J-Web, read the email. I at a loss for words. I apologize. All right. So, Brian emailed Mitch and said, I would be... Hi, Mitch. I would be happy to talk to you. However, my condition would be that you stop attacking me and my friends. Um, you just accused Johnny of making a rape joke. I have saved that tweet and sent it to my lawyer for possible libel and defamation of character. Most of your tweets are non-constructive, just angry and hateful. Treat me with respect and I will do the same. Looking forward to a civil conversation when you are ready. Like, okay. A lot wrong with this tweet or this, oh, yeah. this email. First of all, hate how he's demanding that mitch talked to him in a certain way because like yo i've had a conversation with brian in the past where we were on a tour together i was on for like three days and he was um he wasn't promoting one of the headliners on the tour 
and they actually asked me to talk to Brian for them, which, you know, I don't, I'm not friends with those guys anymore. So I have no problem like being transparent about that. They're like, yo, if you could talk to Brian, that'd be great. And like told me what was wrong. So I had a conversation with Brian. And when I talked to Brian, he was very condescending to me, put his hand on my shoulder and was like, I'll talk to you when I'm not in front of my fans. And like, I'm like, don't fucking touch me. You're creepy. Um, and just kind of like got in his face about like, yo, you need to, you know, treat the bands on your tour equally, whatever. But when I, in that conversation, he wasn't taking anything I was saying seriously, even though I was like coming directly from a band that was frustrated mm-hmm. and like had touring experience and it was his first tour and like was trying to like is belittling in a sense. And yeah. I feel like he's doing that. That's his tone here where he's making demands out of people in the way that they should address him as if he's this fucking like on his high horse, like. Like, Brian, who are you? Like, you're like, why do why does Mitch need to talk to you with respect? Why are you demanding that out of him? Like, it's ridiculous. Like, I'll talk to you when you change your tone because I'm deservant of you having a nice tone when you talk to me. It's just, no, oh, I hate that. I hate that, like, acting like you're he's bigger than him. Then the fact that he didn't deny any of the, the, um, criticism that was given other than a potential uh misinformation about a rape joke that was made which i was made well i don't i don't know for a fact if that was made because i haven't gone back and looked but it was are you sure i am sure okay because i he had tweeted about it apologized about it and then went to move on oh who johnny yeah okay which is great because I feel like Johnny did what he was supposed to do in that case. Yeah. Johnny, who's also like young and like hanging out with Brian or Especially whatever. Especially 18. Yeah, like influenced by Brian's behavior, whatever. Um, not to say the guy can't make his own decisions or whatever, but still, I like he did the right thing in that in that in that situation. But like, I'm pretty sure I've heard jokes along those lines coming from Brian in the past, which is whatever. Like, it was the past. If he wants to move forward and change who he is, and and kind of like you know own up to it and apologize that's one thing but the fact that he didn't and just said i'm gonna go to my lawyers with this is like it goes back to what he was doing with the original tweets when he was just denying his age yeah avoiding the main point avoiding the 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 situation at hand and just focusing on the minute details that don't matter it's almost like arguing with a like a your 16 year old like significant other mm-hmm. where you say something to them like oh, well, you called me an asshole six times yesterday. And they're like, I only called you an asshole five times. Wow, you can't even count. Like, that's like what I think of. Right. You know, like that, like that kind of like argument where, I don't know, it's it's very like immature in a way, yeah. which which doesn't surprise me coming from Brian. What what are your thoughts, J-Webb? Because I'm talking a lot. I'm not super, super familiar with anything regarding this. However... I know what Brian does and there are when I go because I saw this when it was going down on Twitter because I do follow some people who are avidly against anything and everything that he does. Mm-hmm. Brian. He is Brian. Um, people started calling him out on all this stuff and he went quiet about the serious issues which you brought up and didn't really address anything. He thinks what he's doing is okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what else people have to do for him to change that. Yeah. His whole thing, too, was like, I think it's okay for boys and boys to kiss or boys and girls to kiss or you can kiss your friends, whatever. 
Exactly. That's yeah. okay. Totally fine. J-Web, I'll kiss you on the mouth right now and think nothing of it. Exactly. The fact that he's doing it as like a way to get attention is what is, again, queer baiting, which isn't a good thing. Right. Yeah. And then at one point he said on Twitter, I'm sick of the slanderous remarks you made about me on Twitter, which what slander. Can you fucking about? look up the definition of slander? Right. Yo, Brian, whether you like it or not, you are interpreted as somebody that acts this way and it is inappropriate. Somebody said something that how they felt about it. That's not slander. Okay. You got a definition of slander, j I do. It's the action or crime of making a false spoken statement damaging to a person's reputation. Okay. So a false statement is like an opinion, which I'm pretty sure Mitch was saying was his opinion, which I mean... When you analyze Brian's behavior and what he does on on videos and kind of say that it's inappropriate, and I mean that's more objective I think than anything, but that I don't know. He has a huge following; people love it, right? Why stop doing it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just jealous that he has a big following. No, that's what it is. I'm jealous that it's the stupidest response to anything that we were saying if you're gonna come back and say that it's we're jealous of her following well, then no, you're... i am jealous though no I'm, i know if i'm being honest like aren't you like shit the guy fucking doesn't have like any talent not that i have talent but damn i think that i'm like more deserving i don't know Fuck it. Why not? I, I think that I deserve more following than Brian. I think that I'm doing more with what I have, and, and I just think that he's fucking... Doing nothing. Like, literally not doing nothing. He's doing something to make everything worse. Yeah. Like, he's worsening everything, and he's just a dick. Oh, man, is he a dick. I remember back in the day, like, he would, uh, him and I would talk, and he would, uh, God, I wish I had these text messages saved. And uh, I bet I have like aim conversation saved. I guarantee I do. I think I do actually. I'll rehash him one day. But he would say things along the lines of like, I could literally have like five girls that would be willing to suck my dick right now. Jesus. Despite being a virgin. I'm going to be somebody one day that's going to be really powerful. And you're going to regret burning this bridge with me. Like things like that. You know what I mean? Which is true now, I guess. But like. I I don't want an association with the guy. Oh, like no matter how big he is right now, like this is the last thing I want. It's like we like our society is is changing so fast, mm-hmm. and I'm so stoked on it. Despite the fact that there are like things coming out that's just part of the nature. But I love how socially aware people are becoming, and I just think that if he keeps up this behavior, his uh, fame isn't going to last much longer. Fame. Well, I mean, dude, come on. He has like a half a million Twitter followers. Like he's big. Like within our scene. Like he's huge. I would say that's fame. Come on. Don't don't discredit that just because you don't like him. You know? Like can't deny it. You, yeah. Like you can't deny it. It just it's stupid. But then like, you know, you, you just you look at the way that like alt press has changed too. And how they're more clickbaity and they've kind of lost their like music kind of focus. And that's almost what Puffresh was doing at first. And people hated us for it. And now, like, Alt Press, I'm sure their traffic is going through the roof. But then, did you see, like, Austin Carlisle call them out? I did not see that. Yeah, he called them out because they made it, they ran a story about him being electrocuted by his microphone or something along those lines and did, like, a whole thing. And then Austin Carlisle was like, yo, this, like, most of what you've, you post on your website is fucking bullshit. 
and it wasn't true. They they ran a fake story. But guess what? Everybody's not running and hating on them, like right. Like they used to hate on us. But that's whatever. I get it. Uh, but it's still. It's just like, is this the direction you're heading? Okay. Well, things aren't going to necessarily go that great for that long. And I don't think that it's just not as sustainable, or at least I want to believe that because I'm hoping that we are transitioning into a society of people who are kind of catch on to that. Yeah. And, you know, and puff fresh, obnoxious, whatever you want to call it. I mean, we've, we've definitely cooled it down uh, recently over the past few years, actually. And, Mm. um, you know, we're not necessarily growing that fast, but I feel like uh, more and more people are kind of seeing what we're doing and uh, not judging us as harshly, right. which is great. But that actually ties into that tweet that Jr. from Us and JCAD mm-hmm. uh, that was actually uh, requested that we speak about on this podcast by at it's the band freak Ambar Amber perhaps is her name. And his tweet said, people who are complaining about fixing the music community need to broaden their scope. Maybe fix your actual real life communities first. And that's true. I I think it's true. But I I think that it's also smart to focus on the music scene because that is part of my real life community. Mm -hmm. Uh, At least I'd like to believe so. Right. And I do think that we are doing a lot more and people are becoming more socially aware, which is why it is headed towards music right what do you think i i the fact that he tweeted that is just insane to me really i i can't like that's like saying this issue is less important than this issue so don't give a shit about it right and then how the music community isn't something that you're born into the music community for most people is an escape yeah and the escape should be a safe environment for those people so for him to say fix the real life community that you were born into that you had no choice about rather mm-hmm. than the one that you want to go to as an escape is a joke. Right. Well, maybe the fact that like, if you fix your real community first, you won't need to go for an escape. I don't know. I'm trying devil's advocate right now. Yeah. I. I don't but know. I see exactly what you're saying. It's, I don't know. I can't believe it's discrediting an issue because and- you're saying that there's a bigger issue. That's more important. It's yeah. like, it's almost like saying, Hey, Quit focusing on breast cancer. Focus on cancer as a whole. Every form of cancer is exactly. awful. Which is true, but it just so happens that certain things hit people closer to home and they feel like they have more of a voice or they have more of a position to kind of, you know, be centralized on one issue. For me, I'm a diabetic. Like, okay, am I going to devote all of my time towards all, like, shitty medical situations that people have or am i gonna focus on like diabetes because it hits close to home for me exactly you know like yeah should i focus on the bigger picture yeah but you you can't just say you're not doing enough you can't say that there are more issues that you aren't covering that's like people saying hey puff fresh why do you only focus on gender issues why don't you focus on race issues too and you know what we should focus on race race issues too um but it's about you know, picking and choosing your battles and, and kind of going based on like what's relevant almost, which is like, I guess maybe a shitty thing. Uh, I would love to speak about more things, but right now at this present time, what's an issue within the music community? And that's what we're bringing to light. That's a conversation we're having. If you want to talk about race inequality in the music scene, I'll do that. Like, would you like to have that conversation? I mean, do people want to hear me have that conversation? Because not many people have come out and really spoken 
like about that. feeling like ostracized or isolated due to their race within the music scene. I haven't seen any mistreatment, anything like that. Um, what else? I mean, what other issues are there for us to talk about within the music community that we aren't hitting on? You know, mm-hmm. um, do you, I mean, gender inequality is huge right now. It's huge everywhere. And it's not that we're just doing what's big just to do what's big, but it's right in front of your fucking face and impossible to ignore. Right. Um, disability within the music community. How come, you know, if somebody's in a wheelchair, are they as likely to, you know, go to a concert and have a good experience? Probably not. Have we talked much about uh, handicap related issues within the within the music scene? No. But are we, you know, so are we not doing enough? Like there's so you could always be talking about more. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just. You know, the fact of the matter, certain things are on my radar, certain things I do pay attention to. Um, but, you know, I'm doing what I can right now. And that's the truth. And I think the people in the music community are doing that as well. Like, yo, you can only focus on like so much. Literally, you, you only can. There are certain things on my radar. Like, hell yeah, my community is on my radar. Hell yeah, I'm thinking about that. But the music scene, I mean, that's that's like my fucking life right there. That's your life. That's the reason that we're all fucking here right now listening to this. That's why I'm talking right now. Right. Like, I, do I want to go knock on my neighbor's door uh, and and say, like, yo, why do I hear you yelling at your girlfriend sometimes? Like, don't you know that you no, need to respect yeah. women? Do you, you know, maybe I should. Pfft. Why not? Like, it, it's just, you know, focus on your community, sure. But what, what, what can you do? Small steps at a time. Right. Small steps. That's what I got to do. It's the truth. And... Like I would love, I would love for everybody to be able to do as much as they possibly can, but be fucking realistic for like two seconds, dude. Literally, that's it's all, it. It's all it takes. You want to get back to like I don't know things that aren't like this. Yeah, this gets, sure. this gets, yeah. We always end up like heated up in these situations. <laughs> yeah, and I hate, I hate it. Ah, oh, I wish like yo, we're having these discussions, but it 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 makes me angry. Mm-hmm. It does. It, it's frustrating. I think it's frustrating for a lot of people too, which is why there's so much hate like spread around throughout these things. Like, yo, if you aren't accepting, I hate you. Versus, like, if you aren't accepting, I want to change your perspective. Because it's like, yo, I just want everybody to get it. I just want you to get it. But maybe, maybe I ought to focus on being a little bit more nice. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> the Academy is finally announced our tour, J Web. Boom. Yep. Boom. We were waiting for that. Can I get a high five? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Academy is. Oh, but wait a second. Tickets are fucking $35 a piece. Yeah. Ah, come That's just on. If you, just if you want to see them. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I just wanted to literally right before this happened, I was like, Jay, well, what are we going to talk about on the podcast? Like, oh, the Academies are back together. Hell yeah. And they're going on tour or whatever. And, you know, we've been talking about this forever. And this is old news because, again, we've been away for two weeks. But holy shit. So I went to look to see if tickets were still available. Sure shit, they are. They're $35 a piece for a club show. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Like a, ti- like a tiny club Like, that's show. like a lot. Like, oh, man. Which, uh, and then I looked at the VIP packages too. Don't. Holy cow. All right. How much? Do you want to go through the list of VIP packages? I kind of do. Oh, man. Holy shit. Adventures in Wonderland? What's that? That's like a big VIP packaging site. Okay. So they're doing an almost here vinyl, pretty much just a pre-order for 25 bucks. But that's cool. 
You That's pick, cool. Pick it up at the merch booth. Maybe I'll show. do that though. That is cool. I'll I'll pick up a vinyl. I'll pay twenty. I just bought Jack's mannequins. Everything in tra- in transit on vinyl. Really? Well, my, yeah. And I don't collect vinyl, but that's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite records of all time. And oh. almost here is too. Those both came out in two thousand five. Yeah. Um, I bought almost here in Chicago. Believe it or not, which at the time, like I was what in two thousand five, I was how old? Ten. I was twenty two years old. Or uh, I'm twenty two years old now. I was twelve years old. Wow. I did. <laughs> I was, I was 12 years old and I and I bought it. I was on vacation with my family in Chicago, went to Virgin Records. I remember seeing them with the with something corporate and I bought the record. And I didn't realize the significance of buying an Academy as record in Chicago where they're from mm-hmm. until like this moment now. Right. So that was dope. So I would buy that record on vinyl. 25 uh-huh. bucks, sure. But let's let's kick it up. And that's Jay Webb. What, what what do we have next? Next is we have a, a package that is $100. Um, it doesn't include a ticket to the show. The ticket price is added to the $100 VIP base price. You get an individual Polaroid with the Academy is, a pre-signed and numbered almost here 10-year anniversary tour poster, and an exclusive print custom made by The Butcher. That's cool. A print's cool. And a limited edition, the Academy is VIP okay, either way. cloth bla- uh, bracelet and uh, early entry. Whatever. Okay. A hundred bucks for a Polaroid. We were all on that cake about $80 for Kellen Quinn's Polaroid. Yeah, do you remember that? I do. How come no one's talking about the Academy is right now? Probably because I actually love and respect the Academy is and like I really, really love them. And here I am being the hypocritical fan who would talk shit about Kellen Quinn. But the second the Academy is does it, it's cool. But that's why we're talking about it now, I guess. That's but that's not all. But that's not all, J-Web. That was a skeptics and true believers one. Yeah. What's the attention bundle looking like? How much is that uh, one? Two hundred and fifty dollars, oh. which includes everything in the package before it. Plus, you get to watch the Academy as side stage with oh. a VIP laminate and lanyard. Oh, so you get to go where the sound quality is the fucking worst and you can't actually see them perform. Yeah. That's dope. Holy cow, You $250. That's not that's not enough, J-Web. Let's, let's make it higher. Where, where, where can we go? Big number, J-Web. How much money? $500. $500! Includes everything in the first two packages, plus an intimate post-show hangout on the band's bus acoustic performance by william and mike custom original drawing by the butcher while you're on the bus and a high five from adam i would pay 500 bucks for a high five from adam siski's the man the thing is the last two packages the 250 are sold out yeah so somebody actually paid for this sold out yeah it's probably tyler common tyler if you're listening to this it's probably you man you love them but um i Got a free high five from Siski once at Warp Tour. Right. And yeah, I, my, my girlfriend passed out in 06, 08. She passed out. I carried her to the, um, what's it called, area? The first aid area. And Siski was there with a busted lip. And I'm like, what are you doing here, man? He's like, hoodlums in Detroit, man. It was dope. Yeah, so yeah. I saw, so I saw Siski at that area. It was fucking free. Yeah, that's, wow. Here's the thing. I don't like the whole pay to meet the band thing. Yeah. And I talked to Trenton about that on like our last interview. And I just, I don't like that, that whole thing. I don't like that concept. I understand the Academy is going to be in high demand after their hiatus. That's whatever. High ticket price. Okay. Annoying. But is it still something that I might do? Yeah. These VIP packages is a cool to give fans and like more than just like a show. Absolutely. But do you need to be charging $500 for an acoustic set? Like, honestly, like that's a cool experience. Yeah, but that's five hundred dollars. Like that is that is like like almost my rent payment every month. Right. That into a fan that I guess their fans are a little bit older now around my age. Right. But that's still like, come on. Probably a little bit older. I feel like around the younger side of the Academy is fan base. Maybe. 
but, little bit. But still. Just to put this in perspective, the Wonder Years are charging $30 mm-hmm. for an acoustic set and like a bunch of other stuff before the show. Okay. Playing a way bigger venue, let me say that as well. Right, 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 right. And okay, I think that this is more than just meeting the band. They're doing like the acoustic thing, yeah. Like the Wonder Years want to charge $30. You could argue that that $30 is for like an acoustic set to go see the Wonder Years. Exactly. That could be your argument. With this, it's like it's $500 for, you know, hang. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just tells me that this tour is about money and that's all that it's about. It's not about them getting back together for the fans, not for the love of it. It's for the money. And that's fine because we're not here to judge why what somebody's motivation to do something is. I'm still going to go. I'm going to pay my money. I'm going to see the Academy is because they're one of my favorite bands ever. And they follow Puff Fresh on Twitter. So do do I think that it's dope that that they're charging that much money? No, I, I don't. And I think that it would be unfair for me to go out there, talk all this shit about Kellen Quinn's $80 Polaroid, and not mention what the Academy is, is doing. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Right. I, however, will not be going. Really? Yeah. I don't, I never, you never the got first into record I got into them was the one everyone fell off of them. Fast Times? Yep. Ooh, dude, come on. I, I know like two songs on that about a girl mm-hmm. and Summer Hair Equals Forever Young. Yep. Those are the two. Those are jams. Those are the two that I know from that album. So that's cool. I, I want to go. I want I just, I don't have that much money. <laughs> I'd love to interview them and get like an acoustic thing. And I don't want this to come across as me talking shit because I love them. I love them so much, but I'm just a little disappointed. A little bit. You're a little disappointed. It's a validated disappointment. You think so? Yeah. Uh, I'm so hesitant to like actually put this in, uh. but it's the truth. It's the truth. Um, Did you listen to Motion City album since we're talking about? Mm-mm. Oh, no. no. Uh, three songs I liked on it. Three. Three. Yeah. Better than the last one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that was cool. Uh, what else happened in the two weeks that we were absent from y'all's life? New One Direction song. I know you have opinions on that. I do. J-Web shoot. I didn't I listen to it. it. Do you? I do. I legitimately do. I think they're finding like their best sound that they've ever had is without Zane. Yeah. That's what Ashley told. Well, my girlfriend. Okay. My girlfriend and I, we were driving around and she's like, you know, I gotta be honest. I thought that One Direction was the shit after that like last record that they did for yeah yeah when they had like they had all those songs come like what was that story of my life that was midnight memories either way when story of my life came out she was yeah. all fucking stoked right yeah, yeah yeah. she was like oh my god i can't believe how good they are that's crazy like they're actually making like good music mm-hmm. and she probably gave more examples but you know right. you know how i am with listening um i love you ashley um then she's like but then this new song like i can't believe how good they are they just keep getting better and better and better. And why are they putting out their best stuff when they're about to go on hiatus? Exactly. And that was like what she was telling me. But that's you know. how I feel about it as well. It's yeah. It's the songs are stuff you want to hear live, and you're not going to get that chance. Mm-hmm. Oh, Which I guess cool. is like a that's dope. Uh, that's so cool. They did though. it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I still haven't listened to it. Maybe I will. Um. Do you listen to Five Seconds of Summer song Money? Yep. It sounds like um, Symbol Plan mixed with good charlotte yeah this is just like a good charlotte record i mean come on isn't that what um she's kind of hot sound like did that not sound like a good charlotte song but that, i mean that's what it sounds like it's almost sound like all american rejects type thing too yeah like but the, like gives you hell yeah, yeah yeah so i don't know like five sauce is doing their thing i think they could put out literally whatever they want to put out exactly of yeah. course they're like the thing is though like they aren't about to drop a song like one direction you feel me 
Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna put out some fire shit. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like One Direction is gonna burn this place to the fucking ground. You know what I mean? Right. They they just have this. I don't even know the the team that they have working with them for songwriting and the stuff that they're doing to put their own flair on it and everything is who it's ridiculous. One Direction. Yeah. Yeah. But five. Sauce you can is, totally say the same for Five Sauce too. Well, I mean, they're more. I think they're more of a band. Yeah. They're more of a band. So, but the comparison is just going to be there. It's, right. it's like how you compare every female vocalist to Haley Williams. Like you're going to compare five sauce to one direction, but still, I, I think they're doing great. Um, any other big news this week? Uh, Last two weeks, actually, J Webb. I really don't think so. No. I'm surprised we didn't get a new state champ song. Oh yeah. We always talk about, we state always champ. talk about, state you know what I could talk about? Um, a little tidbit of news is uh, myself and Willie, who actually... Do you know Willie goes by Will? Will? What? Did I ever tell you that? He goes by Will? Yeah, like Will or William, like outside of me. I'm the only person to call him Willie. He found out that you call him Willie and he hates it. What? Yeah, Willie's a dude that like posts 90% of the news on Pop Fresh. Um, him and I are now running the website Alter the Press. Mm-hmm. So that's some news. We've been doing that for the past few weeks, so... Um, I don't know, just something I thought I'd get out there for you guys. It's it's like more pop music based on that site. So we're not going to be posting like pop punk, anything like that. It's like a pop website. We're just running it because my friend John, not you, other John, um, he's busy. He's he uh, Maybe I'll have him on here. He can talk about what he's doing because, you know, he actually just became an American citizen. Seriously? Yeah, I'm so stoked for him. <laughs> Yesterday, man. So congratulations, John, and thank you for the website because within the first week of having it, I got favorited by Taylor Swift and I got followed by Tyler Posey. Don't even know who Tyler Posey is. Retweeted by Joe Jonas. Boom. Retweeted by Joe Jonas, man. That's All this shit's happening. And like, I don't know who these individuals are. <laughs> but that's so cool. So I'm running Alter the Press now. If you guys want a new website to check out like pop music, you probably already know who it is though right. not alternative press alter the press is the website i'm running boom yeah which is cool so this is like this is still the pop fresh podcast right i'm still pop fresh damn it yeah taylor swift favorited your tweet damn right damn right it, you're damn right hopefully it was her probably wasn't <laughs> but i'll yeah. go to the verified mentions and i'll look for crying out loud she did have proof but j web this thing's wrapping up, buddy. I know. Where can people listen to the people Pup Fresh Podcast? People can listen to podcast. the Pup Fresh Podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash pupfresh. Ooh. On SoundCloud. Oh. And on iTunes. Ooh. Just search search your little fingers away for some Pup Fresh. There's a Pup Fresh Podcast in your life. Yo, if you want to listen to the Pup Fresh Podcast, you'll be able to find it. It's like if you want to eat... A uh, bag of bugles, you'll know where to go get them. Okay, yep. I'm Seven Eleven. They got them. They do. Google. They do not the Fresh fit podcast. on my fingers anymore. No, they don't. What's so that about? I can't. Yo, bugles. Can't get your shit together. Make your bugles bigger to fit on my fingers, so that when I'm typing away looking for the Puff Fresh podcast, I can munch on my little. Bugles. My bugle, bugle finger. fingers. Yeah. Let's uh, get some adult size bugles. Oh, uh, please. You make magnum condoms. You can't make magnum bugles. That's some bullshit, got, if you ask me. I got some big fingers. You want to talk about magnum, though? Why don't we talk about the giant interviews, the magnum size interviews that Puff Fresh has had on the Puff Fresh podcast, including artists such as <gasps> State Champs. Oh, shit. 
State Champs. Unbelievable. They're about to go on tour with Motion City Soundtrack in the Wonder Years. Tour with uh, Five Seconds of Summer. Tour with All Time Low. The band's fucking huge. They were on our show. Who else do we got, J-Webb? We got John from the Main. Oh my god, the Main. The band big enough to go on tour for free and still probably make more money than every other band out there. <laughs> we got Buddy Nielsen from Census Fail. Oh man, you want to listen to a legit conversation that's going to make you go like, damn... Like, yeah. that shit just hit me hard. That is the fucking great buddy from Census Fail. Trent from uh from Hands Like Houses, yeah. too. That's another one that's like that. Um, J-Webb, who's your favorite interview that we've done? Katie Groves. Uh, she Is she not on tour with Drake Bell right now? She is on tour. So I'm a pretty high sure. school tour, so I can't go. But. Yeah, yeah, literally. Bummed out about that, but happy for her. She's been on the show. We have Bo from Bless the Fall. All over the map. We don't care what kind of genre of music it is. We're going to interview bands. We're going to have a good time. We're going to talk about issues. That's what we do here on the Puff Fresh podcast. J-Webb, I love you, buddy. Uh, I love you too, Dan. But it's time to go. Oh, no. It's time to go. It's time for that intro song. Everybody follow J-Webb at Music on Twitter. He's going to be posting vocal covers every week, pretty much. He's going to be bringing sass to you. Sassier than me, in fact. Sassier than Puff Fresh J-Webb is. He is the most problematic person. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be the person that has tweets screenshotted and brought back up five years later. That's That's going to be me. That's okay. I'll just drag those fuckers. We're good. We'll just... You can follow me on Twitter at YoDecox. If you want tweets about professional wrestling and the Detroit Pistons and pictures of my dog, because that's what my life is, and follow at PupFresh if you want the latest music news from the pop punk, alternative rock, motherfucking entertainment shit. I don't know, J-Web. I don't know. And follow at AlterThePress on Twitter if you want... uh, very happy tweets with a lot of heart emojis about pop music because shit, shit. Such as five saws. Why not? Yeah, what, pilots, you can name them all. Over, Who cares? Who Halsey, cares? Yeah, we do it all. Cassidy we Pope. Do it all. Dog. She's she loves you guys. Halsey follows Alter the Press. Uh-huh. Yeah, so fucking. I don't like that new Americana song. That song is garbage ass shit. But Halsey's the fucking. Fucking awesome. Love Halsey. That song's shit, though. Fucking outro. It's the Puff Fest Podcast. Puff Fest Podcast. Puff Fest Podcast.